is our hope and intention that this recording will become a living memory and permanent record of history in the making during our lifetime and an inspiration to future generations. Playoffs? What are you talking about? Playoffs? Welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, a.k.a. MVP, where we talk sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, we're going to be breaking down the NBA play-in. Which NBA play-in teams are the most dangerous to knock off the top seeds? We'll find out as you listen. Is it time to give Russell Westbrook his flowers now that he has broke the triple-double record? We'll get me and Ian's take on that as well. Also, we're going to express what we feel should win NBA MVP. In our music discussion, we're going to talk about vibes and stuff. We're going to revisit their face-offs. And we're going to talk about some of the albums that I would have liked to put some input in as far as those battles go. Going to break down those albums step by step and give our opinions on them, and I'm sure you will enjoy that as well. We also got a story time for you and some awards to give out, so just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What up? What up? What it do? Baby, we back. We back. It's been a long time. We should have left <laughs> without a dope podcast to step to. How's it going, my dude? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, everything's well. Man, everything's well. Everybody's healthy. Uh, you know, we all vaxxed up. You know, at least two out of three of us. You know, my my son still got his vax, but hopefully that should be coming soon. But uh, they have good, man. Everybody's good. Have they? You said what? They haven't dropped the age yet. I haven't been keeping up, man. I'm, they, I ain't they just no clues. They just approved it for, for ages 12 to 15. Oh, okay. And, um, my son is eight, so they 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 they're probably gonna be ready for like September. I want to say. Hey, man, 20 second timeout. Your son is what? He is eight. Do I remember when you first had him, man? It's been eight. Tell me years. about it. Tell me about it. I remember when my Ooh, wife brought him over here for a haircut. Right, when my wife went in the layer, I had just sat in the chair, and I got the call, and I was like, oh, gotta go. <laughs> hey, man, I will say this, dude, like, rarely, I, I got a top, I have a personal top 10 list that I keep for kids when it comes to haircuts. I got my good list, and I got my bad list. <laughs> and your son is on my good list. Like, he, he was one of the coolest young kids that I've ever cut, super laid back. Don't move. Don't give you any trouble. He just, man, he, he, he was just super cool with it. Super laid back, man. I really enjoy cutting his hair. When he oh, was, yeah, man. I appreciate that. Which is which is funny because he's not like that with every barber. Like, the, the guy that Remember he was telling goes, me that. The guy that he currently goes to, like, he be giving him fits sometimes. Cause, <laughs> but that dude, that dude, he kind of he kind of on the impatient side anyway. And it's like, it's right. like, dude. Like, like he can feel that. Right, yeah, they can, they can, you know. And he he get to squirming around, and yeah, but yeah, yeah, he never gave you you know problems. Like like I was I was surprised. Yeah, he was cool in my chair, man. He was easy breezy. 
Yep, yep. Yeah, I had some terror. I had some terrors, man. <laughs> some terrors. <laughs> I done got slapped about. I got slapped before. I got punched before. I got really? in the lower extremities before. Like, yeah, man, kids what? ain't no joke, man. Yeah. Wow. Man, you never know what a person goes through in their profession until you actually sit down and talk to them and ask them questions, man. Yeah, man. Remember, I worked when I was working at Timothy's. When a Tim- Timothy had this uh, autistic kid that he was cutting, and <laughs> I don't know, man. Timothy went up. Tim went up the wrong way around his head, man. Man, he punched him in his chest. <laughs> And Tim let oh, it ride yeah. because he knew he knew he knew the family for a long time and he know how the son is. So he just laughed it off. You know, but man, how, how old was the kid? Bro, he was like he was like 11, 10 or 11, but he was like he was really like like I don't know, it's I know you're familiar with the autistic stuff and I know it's different levels of it. Right. And his is like at a really high level. Like Tyler, remember Tyler Graham, the Grams from back in the day? I don't know. Yeah. Go to Chatham. Like on that level. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Man, he punched him in the chest. Yeah, it's like if it's if it's a small kid, yeah, you let it go, man. But you got like a 16-year-old punching him in the chest. You like, yo, man, hold up. <laughs> I was shocked because Tim laughed it off, man. He was, you know how Tim is. I was I was shocked that he just laughed that off, but I was like, man, uh, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't cutting his hair. That is crazy. That is I was crazy. just packed up my clippers and left, man. <laughs> you said you were just went, packed up and went home. I was just packed up and went home, man. That was the day, day off, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, real quick, you got any shout outs for the day? Yes, of course, of course. It is the it's it's, it's time for the playoffs. I am excited. It is already here. I can't wait to get into it, Rodney. You know how I get around playoff time. But first, let's get to these shout outs. Shout out to sisters who have ever used a church's chicken napkin as a hair covering on a Bible study. (laughs) Man, what's up with our people, man? What's up with our people? You ain't have a bonnet. You ain't have a, 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 a handkerchief. Man, you almost made us have to start this recording over. I almost logged off this meeting. <laughs> Are you a kidding me? A church napkin? A church's chicken napkin. I didn't even know that can go around your head. It don't, man. It don't. It can it can sit on top of your head when you unfold it. You know how when you unfold those those napkins and they after you unfold them, they be like real thin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the, the subway napkins are like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, shout out to them. And shout out, shout out to um shout out to brothers who be having like full elders meetings on Zoom with their wife in clear earshot. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh you, yeah. You be discussing something deep, man. And you see sister, you be seeing sister <laughs> You be seeing sister walking around in the background with a plate of chicken. I'm like, oh uh, can she hear us? <laughs> Oh man, that's crazy, dude. That that actually, yeah, that that's that's a thing, man. That's not the first time I heard that. That's not the first time I heard that. I don't know how many times I didn't I didn't stop mid sentence because I I saw somebody in the background in the screen like, oh whoa whoa, hey, who's that? I, who that? 
I heard it happened during a person's CO visit. Word? Yeah, dude. Like, they saw somebody, the circuit officer saw somebody walk past in the background. He was like, hold on. What, 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 wait, wait, are we confidential still? <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 oh. Man, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, man. Find a nice thing. quiet room, man. I, I just make sure that, you know, and, and and my wife, you know, she, you know, usually puts on her headphones if she's home and I'll close my door. We'll close a bunch of doors because my apartment is the insulation is trash. You know, I can hear everything that's going on upstairs. So I definitely we definitely got to close every door in here if I have an elders meeting in here and she'll put on her headphones for extra coverage but that that's you know <laughs> gotta gotta take care of that confidential that that confidentiality brothers you know yeah man yeah yeah he said he said oh hold up are we still confidential he said he said who folks who, who that <laughs> well, I, I don't know I don't know, I, don't, I don't know homie you're right like who is this dude yeah, you know, yeah, who you? Because they in their living room during the meeting. I know, man. I know. And then, they, and then after the meeting, when you meet, they don't change rooms. Like I, I, I dude, I, I go, I, I, I turn off my screen. I take everything down, transfer everything down to the basement, and then yeah. shut, shut the basement door. You know, and then I'm, I'm good after that. But yeah, you gotta man. do that. You gotta do that. I, I always have like an extra. I, I put the laptop in my room in the lab and I try to put it as deep in the corner as possible and I close my door and Danita goes in the other room, close her door and, and boom, you know, we good. And, and, and I have my headphones and I even have my headphones on. And brothers be wondering how stuff stuff be getting out in the congregation. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. like, man, didn't y'all, didn't y'all see, uh, didn't, ain't no one seen uh, Uptown Saturday Night? Loose <laughs> lips sink ships. Mm-hmm. Bubbly, bubbly, bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. Uh, that's how stuff be. Yeah, and you be amazed, man. Like, ever since I, I had became an elder, one thing that I've learned over the years is that the friends know more. No matter how confident you, you, you stay, friends still be knowing more than you. Yeah, man. A lot of times, a lot of times you're the last to know. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We are. We don't be the first to know things. <laughs> a lot of times we are the last to know. Like, like the stuff be coming out and an announcement to be made. And my wife would be like, yeah, my mom told me blah, blah, blah two weeks ago. I'm like, what? <laughs> It'd be like, what? I mean, especially in field service, like when we was actually out in field service, that was, that was the time where I used to be like, wait, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm trying to play screensaver face. Like, I don't know what they talking about, but they just, I'll be in a field service group and they'll just be talking about something that we had just met, like as a body on the night before. And they know way more stuff than what we talked about the night before. This is all new information. <laughs> Uh, it's loose lips amongst the deacons. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Crazy. Wow. Uh, I don't have any shout outs per se, but I do have a NBA shout out. Mm. I think you'll like this one. Um, shout out to Kawhi Leonard. Um, oh. 
What uh, what karate style do? Uh, karate style is about to be dropping some albums. Albums like well, like like yeah, what, music. What is, he, what, what is he playing a xylophone? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> I know he ain't got no bars. Oh, you know he gonna have the ad libs though. The laugh is gonna be the ad lib. Wow. Soon as that beat come in, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine the guest appearances on a Kawhi Leonard rap album? Oh, it's nothing but trap rappers, man. It's nothing but trap. Seriously? Rappers. Yeah. It's I thought it was gonna be like washed up uh, bad boy acts, like Lonely oh. G. Death. No, no, he he he's got like trap rappers, like real good. It, it's a it's a dude. I, I just. I forgot the guy's name, but Spice Adams had uh, teased, spoofed one of his songs. He made, <laughs> he made this track called Rags to Riches. And uh, it's Spice Adams in the car with his son singing the song. And he like, I know the whole song. And he's just like, I know this whole song. And his son sitting there like, man, dad, you embarrassed me. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, he's like, how about that? Rags the riches, rags the riches, rags the riches. That's the only part he knows. Why Leonard, Kawhi Leonard is making a rap album. Yeah. Well, yeah. There so, you have it. There you have it. The Clippers ain't winning no, no championships. You know what? On Man, Twitter blew up. Everybody was talking about, oh, that's why Kawhi Leonard can't play back-to-back game. Because <laughs> he, he, he busy spitting that high fire. Yeah, the name of it is called Culture Jam. I guess he's infusing basketball with with rap, and it's supposed to be like a collaboration album. I don't know if Kawhi Leonard is actually rapping on this album, but <laughs> yeah, that's what he's working this on. Is, this is why it's so important to be a student of the game and why it's so important to know your history. Because if you know your history, you'll know Sports and rap collabos have never worked. Never. Um, we, in fact, we probably need to do an episode on that in the Shaq, future. Shaq almost did. Almost with one of the, almost I mean, almost did. You know, he had he had some nice collaborations with a, a bunch of East Coast rappers back in like '96. <laughs> go back, dude. Go back and go back and read those bars. Go on those bars were, oh, it's atrocious. And read some of those bars. Hey, 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 it's atrocious. One day I had I had backtracked and listened to that album, man. Cause I remember when I was younger, I used to bump it heavy. Like just certain tracks, like the track with Jay-Z and the track with Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. And I went back and listened to it. I was like, man, this album is corny. <laughs> this album is corny. Some of the lines. Some of the you, bars you, were just cringe, man. You, you you have that moment sometimes when you go back and you listen to something and like your your memory of it makes it, builds it up to something that being better than what it was. But exactly. then you go back 10, 15, 20 years after the fact and listen to it. I mean, I have moments like that. I'll be listening to somebody like I thought was, I swore was just dope. Like, like, you know, and they are dope, but they 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 phoned it in on a couple of verses, like like mm-hmm. Dilated Peoples. Man, I was listening to some Dilated Peoples recently, and I was like, "Yo, that's, these lines is kind of weak." Oh, and, you know, they, they you know Dilated People, they they had a couple of they had some moments that I was like, "Next, <laughs> <Skip>. yeah, man, <laughs> yeah." 
Yeah, dilated people's always hit or miss. I used to always get nervous at Dr. Wax whenever they came out with something. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> shit, I, I was disappointed with their last one. I don't know. Yeah, so, they, 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 were, they were the NBA version of the Houston Rockets. They were. They were. That's a great comparison. Yeah. Oh, so. I'm sorry, the hip hop version of the, of the Houston Rockets. Yeah, hip hop version. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man, they, they, there it is. Uh, that's a good idea, though, for a future episode. Uh, but yeah, Kawhi Leonard, I, like I said, I don't know if he's rapping on this thing, but this is what he's doing. He announced it on Instagram Live, and they actually played a couple of tracks on the live. <laughs> just watching Kawhi Leonard nod his head to, to music is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he's like that dude in high school that everybody thought was a lame. And say you flip through his CD book, and you be like, man, what you doing with this? <laughs> Dude, you got sweat and suit? What, what's up <laughs> You ain't supposed to have both versions? <laughs> you got to have sweat or suit. That's it. You, you know, you, you, you remember them CD books we used to have back in the t- early 2000s? You flip through somebody's and you'd be surprised by what's in there. Like, oh snap! You got you got Doctor Octagon in here. You got <laughs> you got some Wu Tang. Like, <laughs> he just be sitting there with the Kawhi face. <laughs> man, looking looking crazy, man. But yeah, it was hilarious. It's it's funny. I'll send you the link uh, to to this. It was pretty. It was pretty funny. Um, but man, I saw, I saw Megan. I saw Megan the Stallion CD and, and Brother Sanders CD book. <laughs> no, you mean Megan and the Stallion? The, 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 the Megan. He, he don't the call Megan the Megan. The Megan, the, the Stallion, the Megan. <laughs> oh man, you know what you find, young lady? Fine, young lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, somebody need to preach to her. <laughs> <laughs> Bible study, though. Yeah, she need Bible study. You know, get a, get a you know, get a, get a baptized. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, let's get into the NBA, man. Let's get into it. I am excited, Rodney. I'm, I'm super excited. I am super stoked about the NBA. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be great, man. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. We got the play-in coming up. Still not sure how that's going to stack up. We pretty much know what teams will be in the playoffs at this point. We know what teams mm-hmm. are not going to the playoffs. <clears throat> I'll go Bulls. And, um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Uh, Let so. me ask you this, Rodney. Have you changed your mind about the play-in yet? Here's the thing. I told you, I was 50-50 on it. it, it, it it was uh, Mr. Mr. Wynn. Um, for those who might not know who Mr. Wynn is, go check other podcast episodes. You'll find out. He was very against it. For me, I was 50-50 on it. And I and basically what I said was, if the records between 7 and 10 are close, I, I, love, the, I love the idea. But if it's a number 10 seeded team that's like 14 games under 500, and still get a shot to play in the, in, in, in the, you know, for a playoff spot. I ain't feeling that, but I do like, but I love the way this actually turned out. Each conference, all the races are tight, both sides, the East and the West. 
and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I like I was at first I didn't quite understand how they were formatting the play in. Now that I got a better understanding of how they're doing it, I like it. Yeah, because it's not like if you if if you're the uh, seven or eight seed and you lose the first game, you're still not out of it. You, you're right. still going to play the winner of the nine ten, which is usually going to be a pretty bad team, and maybe maybe a bad team. But it, it gives it gives a chance for some of these like mid level Western Conference teams to to make a go. Mm-hmm. Like why 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 should you not? You know what I'm saying? If the Grizzlies been like right there at the cusp all year you know why should they why should they get locked out because there's a one game difference in the win column between them and the seven seed exactly or hc like oh yeah or hc also the the washington wizards man like they were pretty much dead at the beginning <laughs> of the season they had a horrible start to the season yeah they, 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 they yeah they look like they were gonna be i mean they still might land pretty good in the lottery but but look at I, how they I, ended up. Like they just went on a tear, man. Yeah, I, I predicted at the beginning of the season. I predicted that I think I predicted Washington was going to be the eight seed. Maybe I think it could happen. It, I don't know if they're going to catch up to eight, but they'll they're they're a lock for ten, and they could they could easily be uh, they could easily be nine. Right. I'm just saying in the play in once the play in start. I think the Wizards can fight themselves into the eighth spot and get in the playoffs. Yeah, especially um, if they play like the Hornets or the uh oh, or the yeah. even, even the Celtics. The Celtics, Celtics is dead. <clears throat> so yeah, they they could they could punt. But you know, hey, I mean it's all gonna end once they play uh Philly. Right. Exactly. But it's gonna make for some interesting basketball. It it, it it's making regular season games count again. Usually around this time of year. We we don't care what the what the eight nine ten seed is doing. No, we don't. And they they don't even the players on these teams don't even care what they're doing. They're already booking their vacations. But now because of the plan, it's like oh snap! Like what's going to happen here? What's what's going to happen the rest of the schedule? The next three or four games? It's 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 making for exciting basketball again that we actually care about. And 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 that's and that's that's good for the league. That's just good for the league. You know, all these people like like LeBron James complain about it now. Yo. Uh, you weren't complaining about that two, three months ago when y'all was when y'all was the two or three seed. In fact, didn't y'all vote on that? Didn't they, y'all vote they, on the They play-in? supported that. They supported the play in. At the beginning of the season, y'all yeah. y'all were the ones trying to get us to buy in on it. Now yeah. all of a sudden you're a seven seed. It's look or it's looking like you might be a seven seed. And all of a sudden, oh man, whoever thought that up needs to be fired. <laughs> like, shut up. Play the games. Yeah. Yeah. You, you and you and the Mavericks were doing the same thing early in the season, and they ain't said nothing since they've been the five seed. Nothing. Yeah. But with that being said, with the Lakers, you know, I, I was listening to Jalen and Jacoby the other day, and Jalen Rose made a bold statement. He said, "If the Lakers end up in the play-in, they will not make it to the NBA Finals." Do you agree with that? I don't agree with that. Um, because um, I actually stayed up late to watch that Lakers-Phoenix game um, the other night where they actually beat Phoenix. And they beat them convincingly. And Anthony Davis just had one of them games where he just went off. It, it was kind of reminiscent of uh, it was kind of reminiscent of that, that 2016 Anthony Davis that 
that that uh beat single-handedly beat the Trailblazers is swept them. In mm-hmm. fact, yeah. And um, oh, he was a monster in that series. They didn't have LeBron. They didn't have Kuzma. They didn't have Schroeder. Phoenix was at full strength. So, I, 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 if, as long as Anthony Davis locks in, they're always going to have a, a, a puncher's chance because let's say they beat the AC, whoever that might be, which is quite possible. I, I hate that everyone's acting like a series between them and the Warriors is going to be great. It's not. It's going to be a slaughter. Steph is going to go off for 40 points, 45 points, but they're still going to beat Golden State. Let's just be honest. Their, their role players are way better than Golden State's role players right now. Draymond Green is averaging like six points a game. You know, they got Wiggins on the team. He he statistically makes teams worse. You know, it might be a fun game to watch if Steph catches fire, but the Lakers will beat the Warriors. They'll beat Memphis. They'll beat San Antonio, which means they would face, they were going to face Phoenix, most likely. And I'm not sold on Phoenix. But all the Lakers have to do if they are in the play-in tournament is beat the Warriors and they got the seventh seed locked up. Which is entirely possible. So yeah. You so, you can pencil that in already. I, I I'm penciling that in. I don't think the Warriors are gonna beat the Lakers. But I don't either. But I think it's gonna come down between for that eighth seed, I think it's gonna come between the Grizzlies and the Warriors. Like I mean the Spurs been playing tough too. Right yeah, the, the, the Spurs are playing tough too, but I, I just don't believe in the Spurs. And uh, yeah, it's going to be between the Warriors and Grizzlies for that eighth spot. Now, now, that Phoenix game, I, I never, I'm proud of what Phoenix has done. I think they've had a sex, successful season so far. I think it's great. It, it, this is another star on Chris Paul's resume, uh, taking a team that didn't even make the playoffs last year and bringing them to a two slash one seed. That is incredible. And then you 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 stack that on top of what he did with OKC. OKC, same same roster from last year, minus Chris Paul. They're not even in the conversation. Yeah. So Chris Paul makes teams better. However, I do not trust this Phoenix team. I don't trust Phoenix either. You know, nobody, nobody on that squad is really experienced in the playoffs except for Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. And neither one of them have gotten past the second round. No, I'm sorry. Jay Crowder made it Jay to Crowder's the finals. Jay Crowder's the second round. Yeah, he made it to the finals with the Heat last year. I forgot about that. But he um, made it, I think he made it far with LeBron on the Cavs once, too. I have to yeah, you're right. He might have. Yep. But he's not the dude like that. Right. And I'm, I'm watching this game between them and Phoenix the other night. And I'm like, man, it's something missing with Phoenix's game. I don't know what it is. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? They're not rebounding. Mm-mm. Like, they don't rebound at all. They soft up the middle, man. DeAndre. I, I looked it up online. <laughs> I went to my little NBA stat website or whatever to see what were the, what were the highest rebounding teams in the league or where, where the rebounding teams ranked. And out of 30 teams, you know where Phoenix ranked in rebounding? Where? 29th. Ooh. Oh, you can't. Mm-mm. You're not going to beat the Lakers that way. You're not. You're not. I, I'm not picking them in a seven-game series against uh, the Lakers. I'm just not. Um, which means the Lakers would face the winner of the 2-3 seed. Oh, I'm sorry. Of the of the 3. Wait, who would they face? Oh, yeah. The winner of the 3-6 of the seed. 
which currently is uh who is that i think it might be either portland it would be the clippers in portland right right um, yeah because yeah. clippers clippers is a third seed right now they they're set to play the mavericks if this playoffs was to start today trailblazers play the nuggets in the four fifth on the four five spot so yeah i got i did a little uh tribute to dave Chappelle on that one but yeah <laughs> but yeah uh that's that's how it all wraps up. I think this Western Conference is going to be real interesting when the playoffs start, man. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, way more interesting than the East. Um, you know, well, I will get into that later. I know you got some other questions teed up. Well, but, um, well, yeah, it goes into my next question: Should top seeds be worried about the play-in winners? Only in the West. Yeah, I agree. Not in the East. Reason I say that is because. There, there are a lot of teams that have pressure on them. I shouldn't say a lot, but a good number of teams in the West ha- have a certain level of pressure on them. Um, the Suns have a little bit of pressure on them because it looks like they're going to be the, the two seed, but they got flaws in their game. They got some flaws in their game. Um, the Jazz have pressure on them because they're the number one seed. And not only because they're the number one seed, but last year they, they, they blew a 3-1 lead in the first round. So they got something to prove. Yeah. Um, but the Lakers have something to prove because, of course, they're the defending champs. No matter what your record is, when you're the defending champs, you're under a certain amount of pressure. And the Clippers are under a certain amount of pressure because we all know how they wet the bed last year, blowing another 3 1 lead. Yeah. So um, there are a lot of teams that got some pressure on them. The only team that really does not have any pressure on them is Denver. Pretty much. Because they won't um, hurry. And, um, and Dallas. And Dallas. Because everybody knows, everybody knows Luca needs more help. If if right. they if they go home in the first round, nobody's gonna be like, oh, Luca Doncic, he, get him out of here. No one's gonna be like that. It's just gonna be like he needs more help. Trade Porzingis. Porzingis has not raised their ceiling at all. Can I hit um, the raise hand button for a minute? Go ahead. <laughs> um I hate to say it, but I think Porzingis has been a bust so far with Dallas. Is it safe to say? Uh, you think? <laughs> like, that's the best decision the Knicks ever made. <laughs> Man, bro. He he has not lived up to any of that potential he left the Knicks with. Always hurt. His points and his his rebounding, all of his stats don't affect the outcome of a game. It's it's almost like he's just stat stuffing, and it's no it has no effect. Like what Luca does in games affects the outcome of the game. When he's out there, he's just you know I, I shoot an open three, I shoot a three from the logo. Oh, I'll I'll post up, and you know, but then on the other end, he's not playing defense, he's not blocking shots. Then he's always getting hurt. He misses like 10 games. Then plays like four in a row. Then misses another five games. He's just, he's been super inconsistent since he's been with Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Below, below average at best. Like, they, yeah. they, he's going to end up getting waived or, or something in the near future. Like, I don't think they'll waive him. I don't think, I don't think. You think they're going to trade him? Yeah. 
I don't think Mark Cuban is going to wait. You know how, that, man, we talking about Mark Cuban. Mark going to want something in exchange for, for Porzingis. He ain't going to Who, wants, who wants Porzingis enough to give up? I mean, like, who, are they, who can they really get in exchange for him? It'll be some dumb organization. There's a lot of dumb organizations in, in the NBA still. Somebody's going to be dumb enough to take the bait. I don't yeah, know who. Sacramento. <laughs> Sacramento, yeah. They'll take him. Sacramento will hey, take him. Sacramento Kings, what's going on? It'll be an excellent addition <laughs> with, 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 with De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> I know Bagley always injured. Uh, you interested <laughs> in uh, Orzingis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the Timberwolves will trade Carl Anthony Towns for him or something like that. It, it'll be something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Man, cat with with Dallas, huh? I would like to see that actually. I, huh. I think that would be a nice fit. They would have to give up somebody else, though. Oh, you gotta add some draft picks. No, don't add draft picks. Add another player. What well, what player would that be? Tim Hardaway Jr. I was just about to say him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, Minnesota might be dumb enough to take that. Yep. <laughs> They might be dumb enough to take that. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. The East, uh, I don't see none of these lower seeds beating these top teams in the East. I think what would be interesting, though, this is what would be interesting, uh, would, and I don't think this is going to happen, but I would have loved to see the Wizards play the Nets in the first round just for entertainment value, just to see Russell Westbrook talk trash to Durant. It, it gets no better than that to me. I, yeah, I, mean, I would love to see that too. I, I doubt it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, it could, right? If they beat. Well, it, no, because I think if if the Celtics beat the Hornets, they lock up the seven seed. So it would have to be like the Sixers will have to go on a losing streak, and the Nets will have to win out in order for the Nets to get the first seed. Then they'll have an opportunity to play the Wizards at, at the A spot. I see. Okay. So. I would love to see that. I would love to see Westbrook versus Durant in the playoffs. Oh, I've been thirsting to see that since they broke up. Yeah, I've, I've been wanting to see that too. I've been wanting to see that too. Um, I wanted to see that last year when he was with um, uh, when he was with the Rockets. And, the Rockets. And, and, yeah. And um, no, wait, no, K Katie was already with Brooklyn. No, I think it was the year before that. I think it was the year before that when. Yeah, it was the year before that they got knocked out by Lillard, so so that wouldn't wasn't gonna happen, right? But going back to the West, most dangerous dark horse team I think is is are the are the Blazers, uh, because they're they're back at full strength, ain't they? Yeah, they back at full strength. They they, they got Nurkic back. They got McCollum back. I think they can beat the Nuggets in the first round. So. It, it'll be an interesting first round. They, they when the Nuggets and Blazers play each other, it's always going to be a dog fight. So I would definitely love to see that matchup. I, I would man, definitely be watching that one. The Nuggets are playing like some bosses, man. Jamal Murray went down and they still winning games. He's still balling, still balling. Uh, Joke is still balling. Like, they, they, they're, they're good. They're good. Uh, and and Porter, Porter stepped his game up. Yeah, he did what he needed to. What he needed to. It's like, yeah, you were talking you all that in on them stuff. <laughs> you were talking all that slick stuff last year in, in press conferences. Okay, now here's your shot. Right. Right. And you ain't got Murray to worry about no more. Just go in there and ball out. And he's been doing that. So, uh, 
Shout out to the Nuggets. But yeah, in the Eastern Conference, man, the Knicks, man. And I was going to ask you this. I was going to include this, but we just talk about it in passing. Were you so, were you sold on the Knicks all season? Um, probably about halfway through the season was when I had to acknowledge, yo, they they they're a good team. Um, I of course you know I I disbelieved in them hard in the beginning of the season when we did our predictions. I did not pick them to make the playoffs or anything. I didn't either. Um, but dude, I I that was before the Derrick Rose trade. I, dude, I like this Knicks team. And I hate to say that as a li- lifelong Bulls fan, but dude, I like this team, man. <laughs> I think the reason why is because there are nothing but former Bulls on this team. You got Taj, you got... Taj Gibson Thompson wasn't Thompson. even in the league. Right. <laughs> he comes, he comes back. And is it, <laughs> is a contributor for the Knicks? Derrick Rose is ball. Julius hey. Randle was ball. Hey, Tom Thibodeau using Taj Gibson like JoJo English. <laughs> <laughs> saw what he did to Chris Paul the other night. I did. I did. He was like, hey, man. Hey, hey, Todd. Hey, come on out here, man. Let me talk to you for a minute. You see that guy right there? I just hit him with it. Just give him a nice little elbow. Hey, put him, put him on, put, put him on his behind. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris Paul going to go up to Todd Thibodeau. That was, that was classic. That was classic right there. But, yeah. <laughs> I love the Knicks, man. I actually, I was a little disappointed in them last night, man. They kind of blew that game against the Lakers. Um, yeah, it went to overtime, though. Yeah, it went to overtime. They they could have, I felt like Julius could have, oh, man. I, I didn't like the decision he made at the end of that game, but it wasn't his fault why they lost. And really, R.J. Barrett was trash in that game. But other than that, man, uh, the Knicks, the Hawks and the Heat are in a three-way tie between four, five, and six. How do you think that's going to end up? I think it's going to end up... I don't know. I, I know how I want it to end up. I want the Knicks, I want to see the Knicks at four. I want to see Atlanta at five, because I think that would be a great scrappy playoff series. I want Knicks. Yes, I'm with you on that. I want Knicks-Hawks in that fourth, fifth. And I want I want the Heat at six because they'll likely they'll likely fall to the Bucks, but the Bucks they got they got to focus. They got the Bucks number, man. You think so? That'll be a tough match. That'll be a tough first round matchup for the Bucks. If the Bucks can't beat the Heat, then they don't you know they don't deserve to represent the East. I'm sorry. Like this Heat team, I've been waiting for them to turn the corner all year. Like okay, anytime now the Heat gonna turn it on. And they've been incredibly average this year. Now, they've um, gotten a little hot of late. I was shocked to see that they were in fourth place waking up this morning. But, yeah, uh, but they kind of snuck in fourth place. It's not like they've been fourth place the whole time. Exactly. And there was but, some fall off, too, with the Celtics, with the Pacers. Yeah. So, yeah. But the Heat, man, I, I, I want to see Heat. I want to see Heat and Bucks in the first round. I want to see Hawks and Knicks in the first round. I don't care who got home court advantage in that series. I just want to. I just want to see those two teams dog it out. Uh, and, and I want to see. I want to see D Rose uh, take Trey Young to school a little bit because uh, the last time they played, man, D Rose uh, schooled Trey Young a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Man, you know what I want to see? It can't. It's not going to happen, though. No. I want to see a, a Brooklyn a, a Nets Knicks series, but I, I know we're not going to get that. 
That'll be a great series. Every time they play, it came down to the last shot. Hey, I would love to see that. Are you sold on the Sixers coming out the East? No. Um, they look good. I'm I'm sold on them going to the conference finals. Right. Um, I just no. No, I don't know why. I, I I know they got some new, you know, Doc Rivers in there as the coach. He's kind of unlocked Tobias Harris at this point. It wouldn't surprise me if they came out of the East, but it's it's with I don't again. It all depends on what Milwaukee and Brooklyn do. You know, Milwaukee seems to be focused. Drew Holiday has in, improved them by leaps and bounds, just being on the court. Um. You know, because he's a great two-way player, too. And Giannis just seems a little bit more focused this year. Um, and then Brooklyn, we all know what Brooklyn's capable of, but they appear to be a bunch of glass men. Yeah. Every day, it's one of them is injured. Hey, man, that was a vicious elbow Kyrie took for yeah. last night. Yeah, yeah, he came down on him hard. <laughs> <laughs> but the seven, the Sixers, man, they only got to worry about one of them since they the first seed. So they they, they only got to worry about one team because one of them going to eliminate each other, either whether it be the Nets or the Bucks. So I feel like if Philly end up playing the Nets, I don't know, man. I don't think they can beat the Nets. Or the Bucks. I don't know, man. That'll be a tough matchup for both. For if they play face either one of them, I see a scenario where where the the um I do see a scenario where the Sixers do beat the Nets. Um, I think injuries are are going to come back and haunt them. It's like they're saying, "Oh, Harden may come back. Oh, he may not." You know, and then and then there's there's got to be something said about chemistry, like. <laughs> The the uh, KD Harden and Kyrie have only played seven games together the whole year. That's it. Seven. That's it. Seven. Not seven. Not seventeen. Seven. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's not a lot so, of games. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be terribly hard for them to get a rhythm going, but like. I don't know, man. I, I don't know if we're even going to see all three of them play these these playoffs. You know, they're still waiting to hear back to see what happened with Kyrie's face. They're still waiting to, to see, you know, this hamstring injury with James Harden. What's, what's going on with that? KD's had some issues. Yeah, he's been so, in and out. If I'm, if any, any team going against Brooklyn in the first round, let's say it's, uh, Hey, it might be the Knicks. No, no, it, it, it might be the Knicks. If 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 it depends on how the Nets and the Bucks finish the season. If it's if it's a team like the Knicks or um, uh, uh, who's the six seed or might be the six seed. If or it's the Knicks, the Knicks six seed currently because they lost last night. Or the if it if it's the Knicks or the Heat, man, my game plan is going there. Put a foot under under KD when he goes up for a jumper. <laughs> get him, get him to roll one of them ankles. You know, I'm putting, I'm putting my bruisers in. Second, third quarter, I'm putting my bruisers in. Yo, go after, knock, knock the crap out of, out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, that would be my game plan. Yeah. That's what you 
gonna have to do. But yeah, I, I see it. I see it happening. I, 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 next episode, we definitely once these playoff brackets really like shape up, we'll get into all our predictions and stuff. But man, it, it's this play in has got us very excited, and I'm looking forward to it. Getting to Russell Westbrook. Is it finally time to get him his flowers, man? Man, let's not do this. Let's not do this. Let's, let's not let's not pull a, a ESPN move here and and start uh, 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 caping and for this man and putting him up on this pedestal because he 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 padded his way to the uh, he stat padded his way to the uh, the triple double record. Let's not do this. We've been giving Russ his flowers for almost 10 years now. Okay? Bad yeah. Man. We, we all know he can ball. How about this? How about we give CP3 his flowers? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, what about the fact that, oh, Steph Curry's not that good if he's not on the super team. But yeah, he's about to win the scoring title. And they're about, about to win the playoffs. Title and probably about to make the playoffs. With I mean, Andrew Wiggins on his team. With Andrew Wiggins. With Kent Basemore, which I'm, I got a award for him later. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, man, I I, I don't... <laughs> I don't want to do this, man. Okay, yeah, he broke the record. Great. <laughs> I told... <laughs> I told my wife the other night, I was like, Russell Westbrook broke broke the record. Usually she, she like hearing... You know, she's not big into the NBA unless I'm talking about, you know, unless it's Steph Curry or the main characters in the movie, you know, that's that she only care about. She really didn't care for Russell Westbrook for a long, long time. And I told her, you know, I was like, yeah, Russell Westbrook broke the triple double record. She just rolled over and went back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even acknowledge it. I'm like, yeah, he, he's still he's still he's still the turnover champion, no? <laughs> he's still the lead leader in turnovers. And you know right after he broke the record which he broke the record when he grabbed a rebound and then he ran down the other side of the court just to shoot a brick a, a brick three. I was like, hey, that's it. Westbrook doing it in Westbrook fashion. <laughs> Tragic Bronson. <laughs> Tragic Bronson. <laughs> Yo, we need to do we need to do an episode uh, or, or or to do like a poll. Like, we should ask like our listeners like who who is their wives' favorite player? Ah. To see if if our wives know just as much about basketball as we do. Yeah, I, I I definitely know who my wife's favorite player is. So it's it like I, I could be watching if I got Golden State on in, 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 on any TV, I'm not being questioned at all. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not being lured to doing something else. It, it was, yeah. it was like, right with me and watch. <laughs> <laughs> so the game on, the game on, baby. Right, right. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. One last thing I want to say about the, the Phoenix Suns: why I'm not picking them in a seven-game series, even in the first round. I forgot. Cameron Payne is on their squad. Oh yeah, that dude. I, I saw him suit up. I said, oh no. I threw my arms in the air, Rodney. I was like, they got the curse of the raggedy man walking around in a Phoenix Suns jersey. Do he still got that whack haircut? No, he cut it down, but his hand looks funny now that he cut it down. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I didn't, he looked like one of them I, weasels I, I, from Roger I, Rabbit, man. 
I saw that in a highlight. Uh, I was watching some Phoenix Suns highlights like a few weeks back, and I heard the, the announcer say say uh, pain, and I was like, what? And I looked up, and it was him. <laughs> Wait, how he end up, why is he still in the league? <laughs> and he got on the court and did nothing, dude. He did nothing. Yeah. I can do what he doing. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like sign me up for the veterans minimum. Like I, I get out there. Yeah, I get out there and do a Demarcus Cousins impersonation. <laughs> oh my God, that dude. <laughs> Reason hey. two why the Clips Clippers ain't winning nothing this year. Hey, hey, Demarcus, I, I, I need to talk to you, man. Come on, come on down to Chicago, man. Uh, it's over. It's, it's over, over, man. Start your Bible study. It's over. And, and, and the world, there's nothing left for the world to offer you, man. There's <laughs> nothing left. And also, it's over for your hairband. Like, I see your hairline through the, the hairband, man. You, you, you're receding on both sides, bro. You're <laughs> in the club, man. Come on home. Come on home, man. Just cut it off. I I, I get you a Harry uh, subscription. And, you know, you, <laughs> you know, the razors, it comes with razors, it comes with blades. They do uh, deliveries every two months, so they can refill your blades. And uh, it's only $12, $12 a month, man. <laughs> you got a lot of money. I'm sure you can afford it. So Yeah, he can spare it. Yeah, come on home, man. It's over. <laughs> I was telling my wife, I was like, look at DeMarcus Cousins here. She was like, oh, yeah. He had the Floyd Mayweather. Man, he got the Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Oh, I got a award for them too later on in the show. <laughs> oh man, but getting uh to our last question on our NBA segment. Uh who oh, I'm sorry, Rob, who who is your pick for dark horse in the East and West? Oh, in the East and West, my dark horse oh, my my bad, my bad. My dark horse pick in the West. I, I gotta agree with you. I, I gotta go with the with the Portland Trailblazers. I think they can do some damage. Um, as far as I think we're gonna see a Clippers Lakers second round matchup, and I, I would love to see that just for science. And but I, I think the Trailblazers, man, they a dark horse, man, because they don't really like. I think they can beat the Jazz. I think they can beat the Suns. Uh, well, I think they can beat the Jazz because the, the, you know, the Jazz are the number one seed. So if the Jazz advance, they play the four or five. And if the Trailblazers beat the Nuggets, I think the Trailblazers can beat the Jazz in a seven-game series and end up back in the Western Conference Finals. Now, what they do from that point on, the sky's the limit. You know, depending on who they play, whether it's the Lakers or the Clippers, we, you know, we don't know. But they got a chance. They got a chance to make it to the finals this year. Okay, okay. Not a good chance, but a chance. They got a chance. Not a good chance, but they got a chance. And then in the Eastern Conference, I, man, dude. I'm taking the Knicks just for their defense. <laughs> yeah, the Knicks play great defense. I think the Knicks can get to the second round. Um, I really don't have a dark horse in the East, man. I just feel like it's between those top three. The 76ers, Nets, Bucks. Like, I just feel like one of those three teams yeah. are coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah, if I, if I had to pick a dark horse team, I would go. Uh, well, I would go Knicks, though. If I, I had go next, I was gonna say that are the Heat technically a dark horse team? No, no, Tyler Hero is trash. 
Tyler Hero is going to get the the, the Gordon Hayward Award. He's going to get, uh, what, what did we name that award at first? Oh, the Tyson Chandler Award. The, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. The Carson, no, the Carson Palmer Award. <laughs> Man. In, in other words, in other words, the white J.R. Smith Award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, like... Man, Tyler Hero been trash this year. Nobody been talking about that. That dude's been straight trash this year. So I don't know. He might. He might. He might wake up for the playoffs. I don't know. Who knows? He can do that. He can do that. He can do that. He, 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 you know, I don't know. I just feel like they they overhyped them last year. I, I really do. I think you don't. You don't players. say. <laughs> the world is thirsting for another white chocolate Jason Williams type player you know I don't think I don't think the world is thirsting for the next Larry Bird anymore they they want the next white chocolate well so. they, they got the next Larry Bird and Luca right Luca's the yeah definitely definitely but as far as the next white chocolate goes I know they was trying to you know give Tyler Hero that award but no dang I don't see it I do not see it at all and with that yeah. scene <laughs> what you say? I'm with you. Who, who you think gonna win MVP this year? Between, I think it's gonna come down between two guys. Man, it's gotta be Jokic. Let's not, let's not, let's not do this. Let's not play this game. It is Jokic is the MVP, hands down. Hands down. He hasn't missed a single game. Hands down. You know, he was him and Embiid were neck and neck, and until Embiid got injured, and then Jokic took over. Jokic just got his team still. Playing at a high level, even after Jamal Murray went down, he's he's the MVP, man. Why are we? You know why Stop we? Stop throwing in Chris Paul. Stop throwing in Steph Curry. Stop throwing in all these other now, guys. Now, if you're gonna throw in anyone else, yes, Dame, Steph Curry, CP3, yeah, they belong in the conversation. If you're gonna talk about second tier candidates, right? They get votes. And and what? I said they'll get votes. Yeah, they'll get some votes. Shoot, LeBron gonna still get votes. Ugh. He shouldn't. You know, but it's it's clearly Jokic, man. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, I think he's light years ahead of the second place, whatever. I, I know uh, MB was like the other person that, you know, Shaq's trying to promote as the, the, the MVP. But, man, MB, I mean, Embiid ain't touching Jokic right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's not. He's not. Well, he he's co he's close. Well, because of the games he's missed, unfortunately, um, it, it kind of knocked him out of the race. Plus, when he went down, Philly was still winning. Right. Exactly. They were playing. Actually, they actually was playing better. <laughs> yeah, he went down, and then they win like eight out of nine. Yeah, or something like crazy yeah, like Bias that. was killing. You know, I don't think you you have that. If if it, I don't think the Nuggets do that if Jokic goes down. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Jokic definitely is going to win MVP. Who do you think going to win Defensive Player of the Year? Ooh, that's a good good question. Um, because Ben has been talking a lot of trash this year, talking about how he be the best defender, and you know Draymond came out and he's talking about why he's the best defender of all time and. And you got Rudy Gobert still doing his thing, but it, it's 
Rudy Gobert is always going to be in the conversation, especially this year since they're the number one seed. Um, I think Ben Simmons deserves to be in a conversation. To be honest, man, this is a, this is an award I have not given a whole lot of thought to, but I kind of I kind of want to see Drew Holiday in the discussion as well. Drew's a great defender. He always been a great defender. I don't know what his stats look like when it comes to blocks, of course, but um, him, CP3, yeah, uh, it's a toss up, man. I, I really don't have a, a favorite for that. I'm looking at Drew Holiday's stats. Let's see. His de- I, don't, I need to look at his defensive stats. Let's see where where are we at here? Steals. He's averaging. Oh, I gotta increase my screen here. So in steals, he's averaging 1.7 steals a game. Block shots. I don't see blocks in here. Oh, block shots, uh, 0.6 blocks per game. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to just factor in blocks because if you look up blocks, I'm pretty sure Clint Capella is the league leader in blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to count just blocks. I would you have know. to, I would have to look up his defensive numbers too. Just like all, overall, because I know it's a way you can look all of that up, but yeah, I'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we about to go ahead and go into a commercial break. And then after that, we're going to start our next segment. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Thursday nights at 8 p.m., America's favorite TV show, There's a Bat in My House, the show that asks the burning question. Can a black bat from Detroit find happiness with a white suburban family? Starring America's favorite funny man, the hilarious zany B.B. Sanders as Batty Boy. That's all it's not. Can a bat hang upside down in his cave and get some sleep? He's half bat, half soul brother. Say what? But together he adds up to big laughs. There's a bat in my house. Thursday, 8 p.m. All right, we back. All right, all right. So we're about to go back to the table. We're about to go to the MVP music table discussion. And uh, hey, I want to get into, for all you guys that follow the show, you guys know that my fellow uh, compadre here has his own podcast, Vibes and Stuff where hip-hop heads talk about hip-hop topics. Is that the slogan? I say that right? Yes, you got it. You got it. <laughs> got to make sure I represent, man. I got to make sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm a huge follower of the show. Of late, I haven't been able to be on the show. Uh, and I wanted to... There were a few album face-offs I wanted to address. I still, Even though I'm, I'm not there, I still listen. I still support, and so I wanted to get into. I appreciate things. that. Oh, you got you got to come back one day, Rod. We 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 ain't hey. had a Rodney appearance in season ten at all. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I'm gonna work something out, man. I'm, I'm gonna try to work something out, man. Get in on these uh, episodes, <laughs> bro. Uh, there's a couple of album face-offs that I want to kind of get 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 my thoughts on, get my addendum on. So. I'm just gonna rip off a few of them. I, I ain't gonna go because you've had you you got seasons loads of 
face-offs. We can make a whole podcast about just your face-offs alone. But I just handpicked a few of them that I felt, you know, I actually, first of all, I really wanted to get on the show to get my input, but I wasn't able to. And then others I just thought were just interesting matchups that I wanted. Okay, good, good. I really, I really dig this topic. When you, when you send it to me, when you text me the syllabus, I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to hear you know your your opinions man because you know off off wax we, we talk about music all the time and yeah. i have a couple questions for you too once you once you share your thoughts because i wanted to ask you a couple questions about some album face-offs okay so one album face-off i got on here is black Alicia's nia versus black eyed peas behind <laughs> the front. yes i was now, alone on that <laughs> who did you vote for i voted for nia I would have been with you on that. I would have been for Nia. I'm a, I'm a, I got a, I got an unpopular opinion, man. I got an unpopular hip hop opinion. I was not wild about Black Eyed Peas' first two albums. Really? No. I just, you know, that whole thing. Oh, they fell off when when Fergie came, and I was like, they was already not that great to me anyway. So whatever. <laughs> That's how I felt about Black Eyed Peas. I hate to say it. Now they've had a couple of songs that I gravitate towards, like the uh, hip hop with you know that DJ Premier produced song. I, I did like Falling Up. I like Joints and Jams, but you know overall the albums I just couldn't get into them. Man, I, I tried to force myself to like their albums, and I just could not, you know, get into them. So Nia was an easy choice for me in that battle. Nia is one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, as as as, as well with, with, with myself too. Not maybe not top ten, but definitely top twenty-five. Oh, it's not top ten in my book, but yeah, it's definitely because what I liked about Nia, it was it was different. Uh, I liked his flow. On uh, the, the production was like. You know, not what I was used to listening to, but I was like, it fit his his voice, it fit his flow. Right, but that's that's what I liked about it. It was it was also an educational album. It's like if you yeah. want to learn how to rap, listen to Neil. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that's a mind blowingly good album. I, I was I was shocked I was alone on that because yeah, Jamil, uh, Vince, and Brandy all picked uh, Black Eyed Peas. I was just like, wow, like. Like I did not expect that. Yeah, yeah. I and I, I hear their reasoning, you know, for it. Like their reasons made sense, but I'm like, really? Nobody's taking Nia. <laughs> I yeah. If I was on that episode, I definitely would have picked Nia. But we probably still would have lost that face off because it was three against two. Yeah, so, yeah. It is what it is. The next one. Electric Circus versus Phrenology. Hmm, yeah. I, I was I was really excited that you did this battle between two polarizing albums. Um, honestly, I, I I got a truth to, to, to spit out about Phrenology. I am guilty as charged of actually liking Phrenology when on first upon first listen. And I, I just felt a growing amount of tension towards that album to the point where it convinced me not to like the album anymore if, it, if that came out clear 
Because what you were hearing the feedback? Uh, yeah, uh, like like when I first bought the album, I was just excited that you know hip hop was going through a change at that point in 2002, and I was like, man, we need we, we need the roots, man. We need Common to drop something. We need Talib Kweli to drop something. We need all these guys and. You know, when the Roots finally dropped Phenology, I wasn't a fan of Break You Off when it came out. I was like, uh, okay. But hopefully the album gonna be hot, you know? And I listened to the album, Rocky came on and I was like, oh yes, yes, this is this is it. This is real hip hop. Let's go. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I, and, and I just, and I enjoyed the album upon first listen. And then I, you know, talk about it at the barbershop and, you know, a lot of different like hip hop heads was like, nah, man, that, that wasn't it, man. That was whack. Uh, nah, I ain't like it. And I'm like, what? Are y'all listening to this album? Like, well, like you, like there were certain songs I liked immediately, like Rock You, Quills. Um, I love Quills. Uh, a couple other joints on there, but I, I did feel the album and I hang together very well as a as a whole project. Right. Listening so, to it now, as I got more, like I became more mature in my listening experience to albums. When I went back and backtracked and listened to that album, I was like, okay, I see, I see a lot of people's point when it comes to that. Yeah, that's that's all. It, it was like it was it wasn't it wasn't a bad album by itself because once I I compared it to Electric Circus, I kind of saw it in a different light and. Black Thought was still, he was still getting nasty with it. And I appreciate Black Thought a lot more now than I did back then as a solo MC. Cause if you recall, when Malik B was in a group, they were kind of neck and neck. They were. It if wasn't not, for Malik if B. If not better than Black Thought on some of those tracks. If it wasn't for Malik B leaving the group, I don't think Black Thought would have went through the growth that he has gone through. Mm -hmm. So that I was looking at it through that lens too. But I was at the time when it came out, I was kind of comparing it to their other work. It's like y'all, they dropped arguably three classic albums in a row. Right. And then you give it, give us phrenology. It's like, eh. Yeah. But yeah, I can appreciate compared, it more now. Yeah, compared to those three albums, it was definitely a dud. I mean, they 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 rebounded with tipping point after that, but it was just like, yeah, when you go back and listen to phrenology, it was just not on par with the other albums it, it just wasn't and i see now i see why people was kind of like not dissing the album at the time electric circus got heavier negativity than phrenology to me it did and i was on an island with electric circus i was like you know i was getting taunted teased rebuked put on a torture state for liking this album <laughs> like it, guys it's not that bad and honestly electric search circus over time has aged well in my opinion and so i i just I, and it turned out not to be common's worst album everybody you know universal mind control is his disaster everybody it's, goes it's, to that yeah, one. it's better than that i think it's better than nobody smiling nobody it's, it's better than all the half of the stuff he came out with since 2010 yeah it's better than it's better than uh uh let love it's better than a beautiful revolution uh, yeah man yeah so uh if i was in that face off 
I probably would have went electric circuits. I respect that. I respect that. I know I went with, with phrenology, but going into it, I was totally like, yo, electric circuits about to kill this. <laughs> I, I didn't think by a long shot, though. I, I was still on the fence. I was on the fence with phrenology because when I had went back and listened to phrenology, I was like, man, it took me back to how I originally felt. I felt good about it, you know? So it is what it is. Up next, most deaf, black on both sides versus Jay-Z, reasonable doubt. Now that one played out exactly how I thought it was going to play out. Yeah, yeah, I remember listening to that episode and then <laughs> most deaf kind of run away with it. Yeah, it was 3-1 most. Uh, the only one who voted for Jay-Z was Reggie. Yeah. Which is, you know, what I expected. I'm not surprised at that. Uh, reasonable doubt, man. Those were... Those were... I got, a, I, got, I got sentimental value for reasonable doubt, but... Wait, so you're giving reasonable doubt the edge over Black No, 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 no. I was going to get an edge to most because most is, to me, I think that's a near perfect out. Like, if not perfect out. <laughs> Black on both sides is just one of my all time, like, gems. It's, 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 it was the soundtrack to my life. So, like, Absolutely. Like, like, reasonable doubt was a great. I forgot how great that album was, man. This, going back and listening to it, but there were a couple of missteps on, on Reasonable Doubt that gets ignored constantly. Yeah, and especially at the end. And it and it starts with these two initials, MB, Memphis Bleak. Memphis Bleak is trash, man. Like Memphis, you add that. That's what kept Jay Z's albums from being classics to me because he always had this 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 dude, Memphis Bleak, messing up the album. And I'm like, will you please leave this dude alone? Like, just just put him put him to the side, man. Treat him like Swift yeah. Star or something. Just have him come on stage with you and wild out. Don't put him on an album. <laughs> Imagine this, Rodney. I'm gonna do a little retroactive remix. Swap out those Memphis Bleak verses for Big L. Big L was still active. Him and Jay Z were cool. Dame is from Harlem, so he could have made it happen. Yeah, man. Imagine what kind of product you would have got. Yeah. That right. would have been phenomenal. That would have been great. Yeah. I forgot. Man, that's a good, that's a good plug-in. That's a good plug-in. Good substitute. Great substitute. So, but uh man, I, I definitely would have went most deaf on that one. Uh J Live versus Astro Ruin in Blue Black. That one shocked me. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It went three. It was tied up three three. And me, Reggie, and Jamil went for J Live. And then Chaz, Brandy, and Vince went for the Asheril. And all, um, I was shocked. First when of all, I, when this I, take of, of J Live was off the mark. But you said what again? Vince take on on J Live was off the mark. And Vince, please come on. You can call me on that if, you, if you're listening to the show. Give me a call. I'll tell you the reason why. But <laughs> like, shout out to Vince. J J Live, that album, that was a we used to play that at Gordy's, like all the way through. That was a Gordy's album. That was a barbershop album, man. Like the disrespect that I was hearing on that episode towards J-Live was driving me nuts, dude. 
Dude, it, that was the first album face-off where I, I, when I listened to the albums back-to-back, -back, I was like, why did I do this? This is this is going to be a slaughter. I was like, J-Live is so in another weight class than these other two guys. But I remember the Astro and Blue Black being such a pleasant surprise when I bought it because I, I had zero expectations of that album. I did, too. I did, I too. bought it at Crow's Nest. Me albums. I, right, I bought it at Crow's Nest. This dude I really trusted told me to check it out. I checked it out, and I was pleasantly surprised. The J Live though just over delivered in every way, and I I text Jamil like, yo, I made a mistake. I should have put these two albums against each other. And Jamil was like, yeah, J Live gonna run away with it. And then we got on the show, and people started voting for the Astro and Blue Black. I was like, yo, did y'all hear the same album I heard? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I was I was surprised, man. I thought well, hey, that's gonna run away with it too. Like that's, that's just the album cover alone. You you never know. You just never know what people's ears are gonna respond to. Yeah. So I'm kind of in the at the end of the day, I'm glad I did put them against each other because it turned out to be a pretty good face off. It it was tied up. Yeah, that was a good face off. It I, I just didn't I just didn't like the the blasphemy for the reasons <laughs> why they chose Asheru over J Live. It was like they was they was talking about J Live as if he was just some like startup MC that just just found out how to rap. Like this dude is putting the way he puts words together. One of the best storytelling songs of all time is on this album. J Live be putting in work. He, he puts in work and still to this day is putting in work in the production on this. Come on, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I come on, man. And, and like you said about the album cover, the, the old to John Coltrane, you know, like yeah. you know, that was dope. Just the whole the total package, man. I still, I still have a CD book uh, um, with the with the with the production notes laid out like it was a test, like it was an eye eye gap test. Nice. Um, I don't know if you remember that, but um, I remember. Yeah, man. I mean, not, not, you got me wanting to go back and listen to the episode just to just to check out some of the blasphemy because I, I think I forgot what they were some of the stuff they were saying. I remember getting upset listening to that. I, I, I don't even <laughs> I, I didn't even know it was a tie. I just turned it off. I was like, man, I'm, I'm gonna just skip to the. Uh, <laughs> you, you threw your phone in the corner. Man, I, I just skipped to what you bumping, man. I was like, man, let me skip this. <laughs> I, and, and you know who put me up on on, on this album on, on all of the. On J Live, period, it was CC because I didn't know nothing about J Live. Oh, wow. He was bumping it in the shop, and I was like, man, who is this? And he was like, hey, man, you ain't heard. Man, it's J Live, man. I saw him in concert. I was like, what? Like, yeah, man, this dude dope. I was like, and. Why you make CC, why you make CC sound like, like that dude Cecil from the uh, Benny the Butcher skit? Hey, that's man, how he sounds. Come around here, man. You scared the white, you scaring the white people, man. I'm that's how you sound real. Town, Don't be sending your goons up here, man. Yeah, that's how I see you. I'll hire your little money, man. <laughs> yeah, man. That's how CC sound, man. He was, he was, but hey, CC had good taste in music, man. He put me on a lot of stuff. So, uh, a lot of underground, you know, stuff that I didn't know about, you know, that I really opened my eyes to. And I just started going into an underground rabbit hole after that. And 
you know, I, I backed after I listened to all of above, I, I backtracked and listened to the best part. And I was like, man, I love this album too. Like, dude, this J Live is a beast. I was trying to put so many people on, on J Live after that. So, yeah, man, I, I would have went J Live on that one. I would have broke that tie. Uh, last but not least, last but not least, and then we'll move on. Rod Digger versus Mystique. I wanted to be in that one. I oh, wanted yes. to be in that one. We just uh, dropped that one, by the way. I haven't listened to the results of that, so don't spoil it for me. But I, I was, I was gonna pick Rod Digger, but I also want to say this about Mystique. Um, I heard, I actually had the privilege of seeing her perform that album live at, at House of Blues. Nice, nice. I would have loved to see that. I'm gonna say this: if she would have came, if she would have just, if somebody could have just recorded that live session and made it a live and produced it as a live album and you would have put that up against Rod Diggers, Dirty Harriet, I would have win Mystique. I, I, I'm not going to give it away. I'm not going to give it away, but yeah. Yeah, check check out that episode. when you, Because when you, yeah. everyone kind of brought out good points on that one, on, on, on that album face off with both albums. Um, we, we, we did discuss it in depth, you know, so check that out. Real quick, I'm going to ask you a question. What album face-off was the hardest, had you the most stumped? As in like, man, I cannot pick a winner. Is there one that stands out to you? Uh, it was, it was Mad Villainy versus um, Unseen. Oh, okay. I can see that. Okay. I, that okay. was a tough one. I don't know what I would have. I don't know what direction. I haven't backtracked and listened to. I mean, I know Mad Live Vividly by heart, but I remember I love Unseen. I would have to go back and listen to those like back to back as a, you know, track for track type thing. But uh, yeah, that one was tough. That one was tough. And yeah, that, that one was tough. I, I, I ended up picking, I, I went with the Unseen because I just got more memories attached to that album. Okay, that's understandable. Um, and, and I felt the production was just better, honestly. Uh, you know what? Uh, lyrically, Mad Villainy has an advantage. But it yeah, production-wise, I have to agree with you. You know, Mad Lib, Mad Lib was in his bag on that. Uh, I mean, he was in his bag on both albums, but he was really in his bag for Quasimodo, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like he drops his best production when he does Quasimodo. Oh, absolutely. I, I would agree with that. Qu Quasi like his best produced work, uh, albums are the two Quasimodo albums, the that Loop Pack album, and Shades of Blue. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. Oh, that Loop Pack. That's one of my favorites, too, man. <laughs> absolutely. That's coming up in the album face off, by the way. Oh, big. Big ups. Um, it was another face-off. I think it was Mob Deep. Oh, Mob the Infinite Deep versus, versus the, the Infinite uh, versus Biggest the World. Yeah, that one was a tough one for me too, because I love both of those albums. I actually think Me Against the World is Tupac's best album. I said the same thing. Everybody was like, "No, nah, you stupid." <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, man. People, I've heard people talk, say uh, his first one. Not that it was his first one. Uh, Being his best one. If people either say his first one or All Eyes on Me. Right. Right. No. Um, 
no, no. I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Me against the world. All I, all eyes on me was overrated. I, I, I just wasn't wild about. All I, I agree with you. No, I agree with you. you. The album face off that had me the most stumped was "They Lost Soul Stakes Is High" versus the Roots "Illadelph Half Life." You know what? I missed that one. I'm gonna have to backtrack and, and listen to that one. That yeah, it, that might have been in like that one might have been in like season six. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to backtrack and listen to that one. But yeah, that one was like the hardest one for me. Like I, I, I was on the show and I did not pick a winner. Like I could not pick a winner because Stakes is High is one of my favorite albums of all time. But like Philadelphia Half Life, that's the Roots album I actually bump the most. Uh, I agree. I did. I did bump. I had a period where I bumped Philadelphia Half Life more than I bumped any other Roots album. Yeah, the way it started, I mean, dude. Philadelphia Half Life. You talk about a start, like the first leg of that album. It's just bangers, bangers, bangers. Like, and it does not let up. And it it's don't like slow those- down. It's like it doesn't slow down to what they do, but then after what they do, it goes right into Concerto and the Desperado. Yeah. And what was that track? What's that track where it's like dun dun dun? He's got that little piano sample. Dun, dun, oh, dun, clones. Dun. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, I, that one was the one that stumped me the most. Yeah, Stacey's High versus. No great pretenders. Oh. Yeah, no great pretender. The Malik B solo. I bust my speakers. I had to buy new speakers. I was blasting that so hard one time. I was driving. <laughs> I was driving to this game party back in the day, and I was blasting that. I had. I think I had Ryan in the car or something, man. And I was blasting great pretenders, man. And you know that baseline, dude. It goes all the way in. And oh yeah. I had it all the way up. <laughs> And next thing you know, I heard. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what <is that?" laughs> my bass just went completely out, dude. I had to take, I had to take my stuff to Circuit City. Shout out to Circuit City. I had to take my stuff back to Circuit City, man. Like, hey man, these speakers, man. I'm gonna have to, I got the receipt. I got the receipts right here, man. <laughs> Yo, fix my stuff, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yep. But but yeah, that's that's a that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I, I would have been on the fence about that one too. Man. That one was tough for me. That one was tough. And Foreign Exchange Connected versus Q Tips the Renaissance was also tough. I, 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 I do that one. I was on that episode. Yeah, man. What I did picked, you go for? I picked Connected, man. I think I was on the I was on the island with that one. Okay, okay. I think everybody else went Renaissance. I went. I was the only one that I think I was the only one that chose Connected. Okay, okay. Yeah, but those two stand out to me. Yeah, yeah. Beginning back to the stakes is high. You talk about, so you got an al- You got two albums where one of them got off to an amazing start, but then stakes is high ends on such a great note. Like the last leg yeah. of that album. Tracks six through 16 are just bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. It picks up, it, 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 you know, Stace is high. It, it, it's, it starts off like a regular album. Like, it, it, you know, it's not, not, it's nothing that's skippable on in the beginning, but it's not, 
it, it, you know, it keeps your interest. But then as the album builds up, it's just, it gets more amazing with, 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 you know, Philadelphia Half-Life, man, they don't give you no breaks, man. You, you just immediately. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. But it's all about, it's about, it's all about what floats your boat, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> as Brother Sanders would say. Yeah, as Brother Sanders would say, whatever floats your boat, young man. You know? <laughs> But yeah, those are just I just handpicked a few, man. I know it was a lot more album face-offs that you know. Yeah, let's do a part two, Rodney. We'll do a part two. We'll do a part two. I'm I'm type that in the notes. Uh, to be continued. I'm put to be continued. And and another one, this face, real quick, this face, pandemic edition. Uber, your Uber. I want to know your Uber Eats All Star team. Oh, I like that. I like that. Uber Eats All Star team. Even though I, I haven't I haven't ordered from Uber East in like a couple of years, I, I definitely. <laughs> uh, oh, and also I got I got also I'm gonna add on to that. I got some Uber stories for you since I've been Ubering to my job lately. I got some Uber stories for you. Oh yeah, I love to hear it. I, I got I got some too. <laughs> but uh. Going into uh, our next segment, I'm gonna just be a, be real brief and to the point. I got a story time for you, Ian. I, I promised this in the last episode. I was gonna mention uh, something that happened, something interesting that happened. <laughs> I was young. Yeah, I got a brief, brief story too. But go ahead. So I was in seventh grade, and you at that point, you know, at seventh grade, where you like. You know, whoopings don't scare you anymore, but you still feel your parents. And I was I was wilding out in seventh grade, man. And I got one of the worst port cards I ever got. <laughs> so the first semester, right? So the first semester, you know, parents pick up the report cards. Second mm-hmm. semester, you get the report card and you gotta take it home to your parents. Mm-hmm. So on report card on report card day on this particular day it fell on a half day second semester in seventh grade so i get my report card and i look at i ain't get no f's did did your mom take you out to the school to pick up the report card with her no no she didn't do that she would go by herself okay oh that was the nervous those the nerves the anxiety on those nights were at a 10. Because <laughs> <laughs> you always nervous of what the teacher's going to say to your parents, you know? But right. But in, in regards to um, me taking the report card home, I opened up my report card. And the one thing, my mom wasn't a stickler about grades. As long as I didn't get an F. And as long as, you know, even a D, she'll let slide, depending on the situation. But... She wasn't taking no Fs. And the biggest thing with my mom was check marks. I better not get any check marks on the side about conduct, about, you know, behavior in school. That's the one she was the most concerned about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So my my report card was, I had a couple of Ds, but everything else was A's and B's. But I looked at the checks, man, man, it was like all the way straight down. And I was shocked. I was like, what? 
I ain't been acting up. Check marks all the way down. What was you doing? Man, I don't know what I was doing, dude. So in seventh grade, we had we didn't I didn't really have a teacher in seventh grade. Our principal was our teacher for a little bit. We had a whole bunch of substitute teachers because one of our main teacher got into a fight with a student and she ended up getting fired. So the whole year they had a tough time finding a teacher to replace her. Are you serious? Yeah. Only at Evelyn Park, man. Shout out. Only only in CPS and only the 90s. Yep. <laughs> only in the 90s. So yeah, yeah. Um that's what happened. So we had a bunch of substitute teachers and you know how it is, man. Kids wild out when the substitute teachers and we had the <laughs> <teacher> <laughs> We had this teacher named Mr. Carmichael, man. And it- Man, we made this one substitute teacher quit before he even took attendance. Go ahead. (laughs) Actually, fun fact. You remember Sister Carmichael that used to go to Chatham? Yeah, yeah. It was was her nephew. Her nephew was my teacher in seventh grade. Wow, okay. Didn't know that until like a couple of years later when Sister Carmichael was talking in passing about her son being a teacher. And I was like, wait a minute, your son used to be, he was at Evelyn? She was like, yeah. So he was the one that gave me the check marks. But (laughs) he basically messed up everybody's report card because everybody hated him. So uh, I was nervous, man. So I got home, we had a half day, I went home. And I hid my report card. I don't remember where I hid it at, but I hid my report card. Mom comes home. You hid it like it was a rap tape. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So mom comes home. She like, uh, you know, going about the day like it's nothing. I think deep down in my heart, looking back at it, I think she already knew that I had the report card. She's just waiting on me to give it to her. But she waited, tactically waited all night she waited to the end of the night, Bo's bedtime, and she was like, uh, ain't it report card day today? I was like, oh, no, no, it's not report card day yet. Uh, I, I think it's coming next week. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay, okay. So she walked away. Ten minutes later, she's like, I'm going to ask you again. Did y'all have a report card pickup today? Uh, she going to next week. (laughs) She was like, um, well, I got a phone call from your school making sure that we got your report cards. All the parents got their report cards. So where is it at? I was like, I had to break down. She got me. I had to go get the report card. I showed her. She saw all those checks. <laughs> she told me to strip. <laughs> like I'm in the not roots. Not even pull your pants down, just strip. Strip. So I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there on the bed, waiting for her to come in the room. She come in with the belt. And you know, this is seventh grade, right? Big boy pants on. I'm like, man, I, I can take this whooping. This ain't nothing. She hit me a couple of times. I ain't react. And then next thing you know, she went across, bro. Went across. Got all my lower extremities. 
Man, I screamed like a little girl. <laughs> I screamed like Samuel L. Jackson had me at gunpoint in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I, <laughs> she chased me. I threw the covers on top of her. That really ticked her off. Man, I was running all over the house. She was chasing me. And I tripped. And I fell. And my, I saw my stepfather come over and say, hey, if you, gonna, if you keep running, you gonna, I'm going to have to deal with you. I was like, okay. Mom came over with the belt, had me in the corner, gave me the worst whooping of my life. Wow. <clears throat> worst whooping wow. of my life. That's terrible. That's terrible. And, and that was the last whooping I ever received from that point. Oh, on. really? Never got a whooping ever since. Wow. And I, and I had a worse, and honestly, like, later on in that semester, my grades had got worse, but my check marks was down. I didn't get any check marks, so she let me slide. And, uh, you know, after that, man, you know, I was good. I was back to doing good in school. <laughs> You know what? I never, I, I got whooped over bad grades. I never got whooped over a bad report card, but I did get whooped over a bad progress report. Because remember, the progress reports will come out five weeks before the report card. Oh, yeah, I remember those, yeah. And I remember I had a, a progress report that was just terrible. And I got I got beat savagely for that. And I, I was always, I was always a smart kid, so I was never worried about my report card because I always knew, man, I, I could just pull it up pull my grades up. So that's what I normally would do. But I remember this one report card pickup day. In fact, it was seventh grade, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> Something about seventh grade, man. Seventh grade, you feeling yourself a you little bit. Yourself. Like, you're like, yo, I'm about to be out of here in another year. You know, like, you, 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 you're, and that was the age when my sense of humor started getting sharper. Yep. And, yep, me too. Know, I was, I was, you know, you was, you was clowning. So, I never, I always had good grades, but I was still a, a mischievous kid. So <clears throat> my seventh grade teacher, who's in fact a sister, <laughs> her whole bottom row of teeth were, was kind of jacked up. So me and my boys, we had this joke. We had this inside joke where we would talk about her bottom teeth gangbang. Mm. So I, I, I took a, a step further and would draw pictures. I had like this little comic book series where that took place in her mouth. Where, <laughs> where the teeth were always beefing with each other and shooting at each other and getting in the fights. And it was these teeth, the left teeth versus the right teeth. And I had this whole series. I used to pass it around to the other cats on my table. And we used to, we used to just die laughing at. And I don't know why, but I was keeping all of these in my desk. So you figure like it's in your desk, that's that's your private space. She had found, I, I went up to the school, I had to go to the school with my mom to pick up my first marking period grades. And she had found all these pictures and paper clipped them together. What? And she was like, yeah, his grades are good, are good but we gotta talk about this. And she lifted up the pictures and my mom, I was fortunate because my mom didn't care too much for, for this teacher because <laughs> she had she had taught jury as well. Right. 
And they were always getting to it over little stuff. So my mom wasn't really, and I wasn't nearly as problematic as my brother. So my mom was just like, man, why is she, why is she nitpicking? Like, and she didn't even trip over the picture. She was like, yeah, that's what boys do. They, that's what kids do at this age. They pass notes in class, what of it? So fortunately I didn't get in trouble for that. Right. But, uh, but yeah, man, yeah, I was worried. <laughs> wow, wow, that's, that's crazy, man. That. <laughs> do you still got those man i wish man i wish <laughs> i used to draw that, that comic day was books the last too. day i saw those pictures I, I used to draw comic books back in the day too uh i had one called the Southsiders, and it was based off like i tried to follow the characters of minister society so i had one that one character that looked like old dog and then I had another character that I drew a hot top fade on. It was like kid, kid from Kid and Play, but it was like a combination. They were a gang in Chicago, <laughs> and one was the the Kid and Play dude. He's like the goofy gangster, and one that was like Old Dog is like the serious shoot everybody up gangster. I had <laughs> graphic. I had like drive-bys in it. You know, it was crazy. That's what I had in my comics too. I had, had drive-bys and everything. They was throwing up gangs. <laughs> I was I was out here. I was out here with the. <laughs> with I even the have one episode where the Transformers invaded the South Side, and the Southsiders had to join all the rival gangs to go up against the Decepticons. <laughs> oh, that's crazy! Yeah, dude, it, it was crazy. But what, mine's didn't have the best of language in it. <laughs> and one of the teachers grabbed my, one of my comics and read it to the classroom. <laughs> oh, wow! But she liked it though. That was the amazing part. She was like, hey, you know, and she gave me props for it. She was like, hey, Rod, you, you, you know, you, you got a creative mind, man. You just, just, you need to do that when you have free time, not in the classroom. I was like, oh, okay. So. Nice, so, nice. They, 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 they let you off. <laughs> she let me off on that one. She let me off on that one, but yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, that is hilarious, man. That's, I don't know, man, that was crazy. I wouldn't have thought of nothing like that. I got another story too, but I'm, I'm gonna say that for the next one. It's all good. We got some awards to give out, man. Starting with the Essence of Otis Award. What you got? Man, Kevin Love, man. Oh, I forgot about Kevin Love. Go ahead. Kevin Care. Love. Continue. Now, he's gonna come up again in these awards, but he's getting the Essence of Otis Award. Did you, did you see that interview he did where he was talking about, yeah, you know, I love playing in Portland. I, I love the city. I love Dame Lillard. I love CJ McCollum. I, I, I kissed my girlfriend for the first time in the, in the Portland stadium. No, I hear him say that. Yeah, basically trying to make a sales pitch to go to Portland. It's like, dude, nobody wants you. No. You're making $32 million a year in Cleveland. You were supposed to be the veteran leader, quote unquote, in the locker room after LeBron and Kyrie left. And you have not lived up at all to your role or your salary. Nobody wants to see you, not even in Portland. Stop it. You're not, you're not putting, you're putting forth zero effort, dude. You're a buyout candidate at this point. They're paying you $32 million a year and, and, and that, this is what you give them? Yeah. Get out of here, Kevin Love. I ain't trying to see you. Some somebody made a statement 
on another podcast. He was like, yeah, he playing like trash now, but I bet you, you put a Nets uniform on him, he going to be balling out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear him. So I remember the whole in, in, that that whole thing where he inbounded the ball carelessly and it got and, and turned the ball over and he didn't inbound it carelessly, dude. He knocked the ball to the opposing player. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what he did. That's what he did. And uh, there were rumors. And, and then his teammate was right there. It was like it wasn't like his teammate was 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 slacking on getting back on offense and was like halfway up the court. He was literally standing right there. Mm. Wow. Yeah, Cat Cat. I forgot he was on Cleveland until that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't forget. I remember it was a couple of years back. Portland was in discussions about a trade for Kevin Love, but that never. No, nah, he's a buyout candidate. But yeah, he's a buyout candidate. No, no, nobody don't want to trade for him. Uh, my essence of Otis Award goes to Kent Bazemore for joking about Bradley Beal messing up his hamstring and basically saying, oh, none of the players on this team, uh, you know, we, we grind it out every night, man. No pool hamstrings and all, and and, and 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 Steph Curry dropped 49 points with no pool hamstring in 26 six minutes, and then he looked at the way the media reacted to his his take, and then he kind of like tried to scale back. It's like, no, dude, say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. <laughs> it's out there, man. You take a shot to Bradley Beal. They both going for the scoring title. You know what the deal is? Why are you making hamstring jokes when this man just? pulled his hamstring and possibly he might be out for the season <laughs> kicking the yeah. wild man is already down yeah yeah and you ain't at his level and you ain't at his level which goes to the cutty award that i'm about to give out and it's going to go to bradley bill's wife did you see what she did in response no <laughs> so and i like the way you said no because everybody know about bradley bill's wife but anyway she posted his stat, Kent Bazemore stats. <laughs> and remember that, remember that uh, meme that they created of Bradley Beal when that that uh, fan told him he sucked, and he turned around and looked at the fan and put his hands on his hips. Yeah, and stared at him. So yeah, put Kent Bazemore's a split screen of Kent Bazemore's career stats which was like six points a game or something like that. <laughs> in a picture of Bradley Bill looking at it with his on his shoulder at the stats. That's hilarious. Uh, and, That's hilarious. You know, basically defending a husband, which, you know, hey, you need that. You need your wife riding out for you. So um, big, big shout out to Bradley Bill's wife for doing that in response. <laughs> I thought that was slick. But go ahead. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yo, um, Cuddy Award, man. Cuddy Award, I'm gonna give it to Jalen Rose, man. Getting on TV and, and having a having a vulnerable moment and, and breaking down, uh, remember, you know, remembering his mother. Oh yeah, um, yeah I saw that. That was recently touching. passed away. Yeah, that was touching. So, um, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna go ahead and get a Cuddy Award to Jalen Rose for being man enough to to to. Reveal that side of himself on TV of, of all places. I, I could tell it was bothering him. Um, he had did a couple of shows after that that you know he kind of got a little 
Jalen Jacoby got a little emotional, but not like to that extent. Like that, that, that episode you're talking, well, when the episode it was on NBA, uh, I think it was the post game or the pregame where he broke down like that, man. It, it was touching, man. I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. You played yourself a war. Mines, and you're going to be shocked at this next one because as many of you listeners know, and uh, Ian has bashed me for, for being a Cubs fan for years, but hey, <laughs> I am a self-renowned Cubs fan. I'm a proud Cubs fan, but I have to give this award out. And it pains me to give me this award out. But it's going to go to Joe Madden. And Joe Madden is no longer the Cubs manager. He's the manager over at in, in, in Anaheim. But I just read up on this story, and it's kind of kind of sad. But Albert Pujols, he cut Albert Pujols. Now, Albert Pujols is opposed to, I guess there were rumors that he was retiring this year. But the organization, along with Joe Madden, chose to cut Albert Pujols instead of giving him his dignity and just go riding out the season, his last season. And Joe basically said the reason why he cut him is because they got younger players that they're trying to bring up. And basically saying that Albert Pujols is stagnating their growth. So maybe he, oh, wow. could, be a, maybe he could be a DH somewhere else because he didn't want to be a DH here. And I didn't like that. Like, come on, man. This dude is going to, you know, is possibly going to be a future Hall of Famer. Like, and I know he hasn't been that good since like 2016, but like, get a man his dignity, man. Why would you just, you just gonna cut the man and, and, you know, just be like, hey, so what? Just hunch your shoulders, like, whatever. You know, it is what it is. So, a lot of players on the team was pissed off about it. They, you know, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Ortiz, Big Poppy came out and, 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 you know, had some words for Joe Madden on doing that. Uh, Pedro Martinez came out and spoke against Joe Madden for doing that. So, yeah, Joe, you played yourself, man. That, you know, get that man his flowers, man. Let, let him ride out the season. Yeah, that's bogus. I mean, it's probably more to the story. It's more to the story, but... Hey, it, it is what it is. I, I thought Joe could have. He, he probably said something him. to him in practice he didn't like. And that's how it gets, man. When you get these veteran people, like on, like say on, like on a, on a regular job, and right. the boss is asking them to do something that's stupid and not really part of their job. Man, these these people who've been on the job 20, 25 years, that man, they be they be putting it out there. They be letting their feelings known. Right. And if you get a petty enough boss, you know. You know, they'll, they'll decide to trip if they want. You know, most experienced bosses who have nothing to prove, they they just let the veterans, you know, have their say and speak their piece. But you got some people out there who really take it as a challenge and they'll do some petty crap like that. I've seen it, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Idris Elba even did it on the office <laughs> when he was a boss for like a whole season. That, that was, you know... That was hilarious in itself, but that's a perfect example of what you're talking about, a boss coming in and be like, man, like, what? No, nah, we ain't about to do it like this. We about to do it like that. And say something sideways if you want. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's not like we're, it's not like the person is refusing to do what the boss is asking. They're just saying, this is stupid because of these reasons. Exactly. But I'll do it. 
but you know this is why we have not done this before right my 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 play yourself award is going to kevin love again <laughs> for that bad play i think what was that it was like against detroit but he's he he's he slapped the ball right right to the opponent right and to this the is opponent. how you this is how you know it was on purpose because right after he did it he stayed out of bounds and walked toward the bench while they while they just dunked the ball so he knew what he was doing yep he, he didn't even get back he didn't even try to try to get back on defense yeah i i would have i would have sent him his walking plate was right after that it's like dude you suck yeah i would i would have to it's like you suck, dude. This is this is this is why when the Cavs were playing in, in that in that in that finals matchup that 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 went the one finals that the Cavs actually won. This is why you had to give up minutes in the fourth quarter to a washed up Richard Jefferson. <laughs> yep. This is yep. exactly why. Yep. And I used to be a Kevin Love fan, man. At least when he was with Minnesota, but. Yeah, not no more, dude. Nah, he's overstayed his welcome in, in Cleveland. Also, another you played yourself award. Man, Jake Paul, man, or whatever. This whole Jake Paul is this Mayweather thing. Did you see <laughs> that? Yeah, I saw it. But at the same time, though, <laughs> Mayweather brings it on himself. What are you doing fighting someone who's every bit of an amateur? They both get the they both get the award to me. Like these and you know, dudes. you know it's gonna be some shenanigans with this dude. Yeah, are you gonna win the fight? Yeah, absolutely. But like leading up to it, you know he's gonna pull some shenanigans to attract attention to the event. That's all it is. That's all it is. You know, I don't know, I don't even know why Mayweather's doing this fight. I don't know either. I don't know what he's trying to prove. He's not trying to prove anything, really. Like, what what could you prove but beating this guy? Um, you know, may, I don't know. Maybe the paycheck was looking real nice. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh-uh. I get why. I get why Jake Paul would do it. I just don't get why Mayweather would do it. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Did you hear Chad uh, Johnson is supposed to be boxing? Uh, the football player? Yeah. Oh, whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Marshall told him he's going to get knocked out. But, hey, it is what it is. Dude, boxing is serious, dude. It is, man. I don't know why these athletes think that they can play any other sport. It, it's not like like DJ Metcalf trying to do the track and field. Yeah, DJ Metcalf, he's fast in the NFL. But when you're on a track, if you're running track against guys that all they do in their life is run, you're going to get exposed. Yeah. Yeah. You to gravitate from one sport to the next. Did you see that video on YouTube of that, that dude who walked into a, um, a gym and challenged the um, challenged the, 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 the boxing gym coach? Uh, to, to box him and, and got got he got like dude was toying with him and he and the guy who came in and challenged the dude he got knocked down like a good three or four times and the dude that he challenged had just had hip surgery <laughs> he was like yeah I'm being soft on you I, I just had hip surgery uh, two months ago I'm not even at 100% and he kept, he kept knocking the guy down 
mm. and challenge him to get up. It's like, yeah, challenge these boxers if you want, man. These dudes know how to hit and put you down and keep you down. Right. And they know how to dodge a hit, too. And take a hit. Yep. So, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. Milk Carton Award. Who's you got? The Pelicans. Oh, that's a good milk carton. The Pelicans, man. I got so tired of people. Uh, one of the conversations around the plan was that, oh, man, playing. Wouldn't it be great to see Steph and Zion? Wouldn't it be great to see Dame and Zion? Wouldn't it be great to see John Morant and Zion? Yo, Zion ain't making the play off the playing, y'all. Like, what, what, what team are y'all watching? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, stop I, trying to make this a thing. <laughs> like, everything around Zion is trash. I'm sorry. I mean, he's a great player and all, but like as a team, they're not there yet. They're not a good team. Yeah. I never believed in the Pelicans. Wouldn't it be great to see LeBron and Zion? It's like, yo, stop trying to make a Zion matchup happen. They're not there yet. They're not. Just like the Chicago Bulls, which I have as a Mill Cardinal Award. They're not there yet. Right? Ooh, good one. Good one. You know, they're not there yet. Everybody texting me, oh, what's wrong with the book? They lost again. This and another. I was like, what did y'all expect? Well, I, I, what I did y'all expect? I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this. I expect them to be at least a, a playing team. At least a number 10. But here's the thing, man. I, I, I said this on the last show. The Bulls addressed a one. They didn't address a need. They needed a point guard and they need more veteran help. They don't have it. They just don't have it, man. Man, I would love for the Bulls to get like a, 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 a CP3 or a, a LaMelo ball. CP3 will be a an excellent addition to this team. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, yeah, those two teams, uh, the Pelicans, the Bulls, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be watching the playoffs from the crib. It's a shame award. I, mine's go to Jalen Brown, man. It's a shame what happened to Jalen Brown. Yeah, yeah. He was on my It's a Shame award, too. Yeah, messed up. What was it? Tore some limit ligaments in his wrist. I thought he broke something. I heard broke his wrist or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. Set the Celtics might be in danger of being eliminated in the play and not even make the playoffs. Yeah, because they're the seven seed now, and so that means they would have to play Charlotte. And I think Charlotte can beat them. I think Charlotte can beat them too. And then if they come down to the, you know, they might end up having to play the Wizards or the Pacers. I don't think they can be either of those teams. Yeah, so if if the seventh seed seed loses and the eighth seed wins two in a row, does the eighth seed become the now now become the seventh seed? So basically how it works is if the whoever wins between seventh or eighth seed gets the seventh seed automatically. Okay. So after that now is a fight for the eighth seed. So whoever loses between seven and eight has to play the winner of nine, ten. And then whoever Ooh. wins that gets the eighth seed. Wow. So so Charlotte could end up being the seventh seed. Right. Hmm. Did okay. See, did you see Barkley trying to, uh, you should add this to the, to the end. <laughs> did you see Barkley trying to explain the seeding? 
Yeah, I did. I'm gonna add that. I'm gonna add that. <laughs> the loser of this goes against the loser of that. Yeah, that's like the loser of this. <sighs> Man, he confused me. <laughs> did you see the one where they played the um? They played the uh, the throwback interview of Charles Barkley when he was he was a younger player and he was doing an interview and he was complaining about some team that was hacking him and he was like a hack is a foul and Sha- Shaq kept imitating him like a hack is a foul. No, a I didn't do that. Oh man, <laughs> I got. Okay. I'm gonna when, add that too. When was that? When was that? Man, they probably they probably did that a year ago. Oh, and Shaq kept going a hack is a foul. <laughs> I remember, I remember they played an old episode of of Barkley when he did a halftime show for NBA on NBC back in like '92, when when Barkley was with the Sixers, and they they didn't make the playoffs that year, but he was like, you know, in the during the halftime show, and he's highlighting uh, a Bulls versus Knicks battle between Patrick Ewing and Car- Bill Cartwright and how they were playing physical in the paint and uh <laughs> he was like yeah it's, it's Charles, Charles Barkley was like yeah it, 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 the game gets real physical down there and everything and Jack started cracking up he was like hey did you hear Shaq said physical <laughs> he's like it's gonna get physical look at how, how you saying it's gonna get physical <laughs> oh man I love him man yeah when they play old Barkley skits especially when they uh, singing um, Santa Claus is coming to town and <laughs> Barkley ends the song by saying Merry Christmas from the Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can you imagine can you imagine Shaq, Barkley Ernie and Kenny can you imagine them on your elder body <laughs> oh man dude <laughs> oh oh man <laughs> we- you talk about these elders meetings to be like six hours long, man. That quarterly, <laughs> that quarterly gonna be like eight hours. They gonna be arguing about appointments. <laughs> <laughs> he only got eight hours, fool. <laughs> I come over there and, and slap the heck out of you. Because you were in the congregation with like forty pioneers <laughs> carrying your ride. You riding all the forty pioneers coattail. <laughs> Google, they, Google they, they, you, you, they baby Jew. That's that's why you didn't get appointed till you was fifty. <laughs> Google me, Chuck. I was on the governing body. Google. Me. I taught pioneer schools. <laughs> Google me, Chuck. I taught the elders that appointed you, Chuck. Ernie, right, right. Ernie and Ernie and Kenny would always have to break them up. Always, always. <laughs> That, that'd that's be hilarious, man. Yo, this is a two-hour show, man. We just did a whole theatrical release, man. That's amazing. <laughs> that's because it's been a long time. We should have left them. Man, I love but, it. I love it, though. This is We yeah. do this for you, the listeners. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, and be on the lookout in the future. We got an upcoming video game, sports video game bracket that is going to be oh. in development for people. Yes, that's best sports video games ever right definitely and i'm looking forward to cracking that open but man again i want to thank you for stopping by i gotta get to these to get to this barbershop i gotta hit this uber up so man 
Yeah, do your thing, y'all. Well, be on, be on the lookout. We gonna stay with y'all throughout the playoffs, hopefully. And, oh yeah, um, big time. And, and we'll be back soon, man. All right, all right. We'll see y'all on the next one. All right, peace. Peace. peace, peace, peace. Chuck, please. Okay. Yeah, no, I, you don't have to get up, fool. Shut up, man. You you have a laser. That's the point of a laser. <laughs> he doesn't have no idea. Okay. He get in front of that and ruin the shot. But uh, go ahead. We got it. America. Okay. Loser. Loser. So here's what's going to happen. Loser. You're not explaining the format. I am explaining it. These two teams are losers. Right. The two losers are going to play each other. <laughs>
the two half losers gonna play each hey, other. Hey, which one should we watch? The pointer or your finger? So, the, the, <laughs> which so, one should oh, we watch? So, okay, so the, what happens in that 9-10 game? Well, so the, the two top losers move over here. They're not the no. top losers, actually. They they're are. The worst losers. Nine, they're the first. Nine, they're, they're okay. nine, nine is playing 10, Charles. Yeah, they're Tell the first two losers. Okay, so what happens there? So they play each other, uh-huh. and the winner gets all moved over here. And what happens to the other one? Well, the, then the two baby losers, <laughs> they seven baby. and eight, they, they play over here. Yo, put the, put the laser down. You know, okay. Where's the winner go? The winner goes right over here to the seventh seed over okay. here. Okay. And these two losers are going to play the number one seed. Then they'll be losered out after the first round of the playoffs. Uh, and then when I, I have a feeling other- it's going to be the same thing on the other side, only in red. These are the two losers. These are nine and ten, America. Okay. And these are seven and eight. So if nine beats ten, what happens? Uh, they play the winner. No. Just what happens with if nine... They play the loser or self-made. They play the second loser. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then that the, the the winner plays the eight seed, the first loser. They're gonna get killed. Oh, they, then the second gonna, loser goes down here to number seven. You know what this sounds like? Chuck? What? First time somebody was explaining crypto coins to me. Hey, and listen, I know what they were talking. Crypto coins. <laughs> I. I don't believe in crypto coins. I'm just saying, you better believe, but I'm just saying. Jack, you believe in crypto coins? Nah. 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 Nah.